0: For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again. My next guest is somebody who actually is, it seems a bit odd actually calling her uh, a guest on Hope FM because uh, for many many years she was uh, pretty much the voice of hope fm if you didn't hear uh, sheena damon on the radio uh, then uh, if she got a hold of you then you wouldn't get away from her until you supported the station isn't isn't that right sheena
1: well i suppose do uh, you know, it's funny you should say that because a few people said that i was the face of hope
0: <laughs> the safe oh the safe yeah. well the thing is no,
1: the I used to go out into the community quite a lot, as you know, and people said, oh, you're the face of Hope fm but... I don't have time to tell you today but I think a lot of people were surprised when they met me because somebody said oh we thought you were much younger and we thought you were much taller and you know so I think once they got to meet me they were a wee bit disappointed so maybe we'll stick with the voice Blair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well but well of course now you, of course you haven't exactly been twiddling your thumbs because obviously you, you, your, your primary uh, work although part time these days is with, the, is with the, the YMCA in Bournemouth and I know that along with many of the, the, the charities and so on, on, that that, uh, your job is sort of helping to research for the fundraising and things. How is that going? So is it a bit of a mixed bag, is it?
1: Well, again, it's very, very different um, and it's been absolutely a learning curve. Um, And I I don't even, I mean, I've only got, what, 10 minutes to tell you 150 million things, but one of the things was I started off by just trying to get a wee bit of money from Tesco. It was only £500, and in the scheme of things, you know, £500 is not very much but to cut a very long story short, I don't do technical blade. You know, I can talk, I can do all sorts of things, but put me in front of a computer and I just freeze up. <laughs> anyway, in the midst of doing all this, and as you you'll know all this, when you apply for these bids you've got to you've got to attach statements of accounts and governance documents. I know. <laughs> all of these kind of things. So I'm I'm getting all this together from my colleague Jackie. Um, And then suddenly I I found out the deadline was in like 20 minutes' time and I had to get all this sent. So to cut another long story short, and for those that know me well, i just got a wee bit panicked. And in my panic, I I attached the wrong accounts. Sent it all off and then realised what I'd done wrong and tried to, to do it right, but I couldn't because they'd already closed the fund. So, you know... My mantra over these last few years has been just look for the joy, whatever you're doing, just look for the joy somewhere in the midst of it all. And I sent an email to this big corporation and people said, Sheena, they'll get thousands of emails. And Blair, the next day I got an email back. They had got my email and they let me take off the wrong thing, add the right thing, and... Well, three weeks later, I got my £500. Pounds. <laughs> well, there
0: you are, you see. Well done. Well, it, you well know, done,
1: in the middle of that, I did have a choice because, you know, I could have been, the ambulance could have been at the door taking me to St Anne's, but <laughs> I made a good
0: choice. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, the, you mentioned it just very briefly there, but the, the one dominant word uh, for you is this amazing word, joy. And, of course, it came, it came very much sadly through the, the illness and then and eventually the death of your son, Simon. Um, but, but you say in your own words, how did the whole joy emphasis emerge for you?
1: Well, you know, looking back, because I have been looking back quite a lot, you know, I think I was about six when I was in the Sunday school and I learned a wee song called Joy, 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 My Heart is Full of Joy. Oh, I used to sing that. And I used to sing, used to sing like a wee linty, as they said in Scotland, but most probably didn't really know what that really, really meant. And then later, as an 18-year-old, I went mean, off in mission... And one of the things again that I remember was we were teaching the young people about the Psalms and one of the Psalms says, in your presence is fullness of joy. Again, I taught about that to people, but did I really know what it meant? And then as you say, Blair, in 2016, um, Simon was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer and it was shocking, it was absolutely shocking. And at the day that I got the phone call, I can, it's etched on my mind forever. And again, I had a choice. And the other thing that came to my mind was the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I've, I'd have i known that over d- different things in my life. But when I realized that there was a big challenge ahead, and I mean, I was praying that Simon would be healed for eight months as well, but there was still a big challenge ahead. And I thought, you know, this is a battle, Sheena. It's all about a choice. And the devil doesn't want you to have that joy. And I'm not very clever, Blair. You know, I didn't go to Mulins College or anything, but I worked out that if the devil wanted to, st- was going to steal my joy and the joy of the Lord was my strength and I let him steal it, I was going to be stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very simple. And I thought, you know, I'm going to not let this joy be stolen. And it wasn't easy. Every day I had to look for it. And I just want to say, I mean, we're, we're living in really strange times right now and I don't know who's listening in. And for you, you might be thinking, but, you know, where can you... You know, is, does that take away the sadness? Do you know, it doesn't take away the sadness. Joy doesn't replace sadness. Joy is what we have when we are bang right in the middle of that sadness. And I've got a few funny stories, but they're, they're sad as well. And one of them is when, when Simon was prescribed some medication for the pain, and we, my job was to go to the chemist. Mm. Um, and... As, when we were travelling up to, to Lincoln one of the things, and I'm hoping you're going to play this, this song, um, maybe the first song that you'll play Blair but we drove up to Lincoln every day listening to The Voice of Hope by Lara Martin and I could sing that off the top of my head constantly and it was so encouraging and brought lots of hope and the day that we, were, we were, um, had to go and pick up this prescription we were in the car and I, I started to sing The Voice of Hope and it was only weird sounds that came out Mainly because I was sobbing my eyes out with tears rolling down my face, and I just couldn't sing this song. And I got to the chemist and handed in his prescription, and the woman looked at me and looked at the prescription and smiled and said, I've got a son that age. Mm. So I'd go back in about 15 minutes for the prescription, and I went wandering down the streets of Lincoln. And I don't know if you've been to Lincoln, but they're cobbled streets, and it's very old fashioned, and they've got lovely little shops. And I went into about six or seven shops with Derek walking beside me saying have you got anything with joy on it and the answer each time was no and then I went into this shop and she said we've got ho 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 would that do because I mean it was Christmas (laughs) and I said no not not really and I mean she kind of looked at me thinking why is this lady bawling her eyes out anyway finally I get to this shop And I didn't say why, but I just said, would you have anything with joy on it by any chance? And they went and they brought out this beautiful sign. It was red, it was metal. It was just joy was, um, you know, engraved in it. Um, And it had lovely little white lights again, because it was Christmas. And she said, would this do? And I looked at the price and I said, well, it's just a wee bit more than I want to pay. And it was quite late. It was about half past four, and it was only a few days before Christmas. Hmm. Um, Well, two weeks before Christmas, and she came back and she said, well, we can take £10 off if that's all right. So I said, yes, that would be fine. And I walked out the door with my joy sign. But the joy was in my heart, Leah. Mm. It wasn't just in the signs, but the signs that I got I mean people people sent me texts and emails and pictures and all that stuff. But that joy sign meant such a lot to our family because Katie had that in the front room and Simon saw it every day and we saw it every day and Charlie saw it every day. And that joy sign is now in Australia. <laughs> Because <laughs> Katie's gone there to live, and Derek and I went back to Lincoln before Katie went to Australia, and we went back to that wee shop, which was two years late—well, one and a half years later—and we went back to the shop, and I said to the man, "You don't? Do you remember selling this to me?" And he didn't, of course. And I told him the story, and I told him that Joy had now gone to Australia, and he said, "Thank you for coming back and sharing that with me, <laughs> 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 Um And Yeah. A couple of weeks after that, we went away to a big house to stay. It was Simon's kind of dying wish that we could all be together for our last Christmas, should God not heal him, because we were still praying for that as well. Mm. And about 30 of us, not all at the same time, but over the weekend, friends of Simon, families and children to play with Charlie, and it was a lovely house, and we had a great time. And there was a hot tub, and there was a swimming pool. (laughs) It was great. It was amazing. Um. And I was sitting out in the hot tub, but there was a whole lot of us, Simon wasn't able to do it, but a lot of us were, and Timothy, and mainly girls. And one by one, they all went inside, and I was just left, sitting in this hot tub, and Blair, I've never done this before, and I've never done it afterwards. And you might think that I'm crazy, but do you know, I was sitting in that hot tub, it must have been about half past ten at night, in the dark, in a field, in the middle of Lincolnshire, looking up at the stars. And do you know what I heard in the bubbles of the hot tub? Lara Martin's voice of
0: hope. So it was a bit of a bit of a supernatural but comforting experience for you, Sheena.
1: Well, you know, it was amazing, and I don't think I'd have done it if Katie's friends and some other people had still been there, but the fact that I was still on my own, and as I say, I was singing at the top of my voice, not crying, not like I had been two weeks before, because I had that joy deep, deep down, but I'd had to look for it. But, yeah, when, when I hear that book, that song, it's quite hard to forget that. In fact, you know, Blair, you never forget that. So I, I hope that doesn't spoil it for anybody as they hear that song. They've got a terrible vision of me sitting in the hot tub, because, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. I... Yeah, yeah, maybe
1: one day, Blair, I'll have an opportunity to come and share with you lots of things that took place between 2016 and, well, ongoing, but on that eight months of Simon was was slowly dying well
0: we've got a, we've got a whole program scheduled for you so uh, we'll we'll talk about that uh, afterwards because I, I actually i could give you several programs you still <laughs> you'd still fill them <laughs> we all could do,
1: We can do a series we could do a series we could call it the joy program maybe i could go and find a sponsor hey what about that i could find a, a sponsor for joy no, no, so, anyway what, <laughs> one one of the one of the things i did find was the or joy Um, So there you go. But anyway, that's another story. But coming right up to date because, you know, you don't just find joy in the hard times, although that's where you do tend to find it most sometimes. But as you said earlier, my role at the YMCA has really changed and it's totally outside my comfort zone, as as I described. And my main role is to support Val. And Val is the bed writer and she's a very experienced lady um, and she writes bids asking for money but of course there's so much to do and you need to do the research so mm. my mm. job is to do the research and because because um, things are moving so fast Blair, you, you know you get maybe say two weeks to write a bid mm. but then suddenly with you know only one day into that scenario, you get, a, you get an email to say, oh, there's been such a, an overwhelming response, um, we're closing, the, the deadline's closing tomorrow. So instead of getting two weeks, you've got one day. So me and another colleague were virtually researching and emailing Val the research and, you know, she's writing as we are finding it. So it was all very kind of tense. But just to put it in context, and for people listening in, any of you that have got children, Val's not only the bed writer for the YMCA, but she's homeschooling her children.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She's a busy woman.
1: Um, So, you know, one day I phoned her and we were exchanging bits of business information. And, you know, she said, oh, you can most probably hear the kids in the background. They're fighting again, you know, nicely, like they do. And I said, oh, put them on, put them, put them on to me. And she goes, oh, you're really busy. And I said, no, don't worry, put them on. So Val went away and made a cup of tea and I started to talk to her wee girl, her wee girl's nine, and we just chatted, started to chat like we do. And I, she knows Charlie a little bit, so I was telling her about Charlie and I said, oh, do you know, all these rainbows in the window, it's amazing. Have you been drawing rainbows? And she said, yes, yes. Well, by this time she was no longer fighting with her brother, so had already, you know, had already done some good so we just kept talking, and I said, "Could you do me a huge favour? Could you draw me a rainbow? That just after I go off the phone and Mummy's doing her work, could you draw me a rainbow? Because that would be amazing. Because I live on Castle Lane West, and all the ambulances go up and down there, and the, you know, every the buses. And I'll put it in my top window, and the people that pass on the buses will see you. So you know, yeah, you can imagine." I, of so in the, in the course of time, I get an envelope in the post, quite a big envelope, about A5 or A4 size, a handmade envelope, and inside is this picture. And Blair, I sent it to you on WhatsApp, but I don't know whether you've been able to see it because it's quite small when you send it on WhatsApp. Yeah. But it wasn't a picture of a rainbow. It was rainbow colours. And in the middle of the rainbow colours, this girl, this nine-year-old girl had written, Choose Joy. <laughs> well you can imagine I was oh, yes. like what yeah. so anyway fast forward another 7 days and we're in the middle of another um, deadline and we're also having huge problems with the computer and anybody that works in an office and has works with computers will totally get this So the computers are all down, and we're trying to get the computers up, and it's all a nightmare. For most people, it was okay. The Accounts Department, the HR, and me, Mm. we could wait another day, but Val's got a deadline for the next day. Mm. So things are not going to... And every morning, I send Val an email, and I'll tell her, you know, I'll quote the Psalms, because, I mean, there's loads of Psalms. Psalm 5, let all who take refuge in you be glad, and let them sing for joy. And there's a psalm for Thursdays. Did you know that, Blair? There's a psalm for Thursdays. Clap your hands, all you nations. (laughs) (laughs) Shout to God with cries of joy. And here's here's my favourite one. Psalm 81. Sing for joy to God our strength. Sing aloud. Bring the music. Strike the tambourine. And play the melodious harp. And Blair, I'm out there on a Thursday with my potlids and I'm clapping for joy. But I'm going off. I'm going off the story. So I'm talking. I'm talking to this wee girl, um, and, and Val, Val's. You know, the, the computer's not working. So again, it was the same thing. The children were being a bit boisterous, and I said, "Put them on. Put them on the phone." So we had another conversation with me talking to, to um, Tilly. And I said, Tilly, that's amazing, that picture. Tell me, how did you do it? Did you do it with little sponges? No, she said, I just did it with water and paint. And I said, tell me more, how did you do it? And of course, by the time she'd finished telling me that story, she wasn't fine with her wee brother again. So Blair, I think I've got to be a wee bit of a new role coming up here. But you know, the really nice yeah. thing was, I said to Tilly, I said, that Post it. I said it is quite small, and the buses won't be able to see it from my window. But I'm going to put it in the, the back of my car because my car's parked really close to the main roads. But tonight, because it was Thursday, tonight when I go out to clap, I'm taking that out with me, and I'm going to show it to the neighbours and the man across the road. His wife's a nurse in the hospital, and the lady next door, his wife's a nurse in the hospital. And I'm going to show it to all of them. And I'm going to tell them that we're we're choosing joy as well. Um, And of course, thanks to Derek, I've got a wee video of me doing that very thing. Mm. So, you know, Blair, Mm. if we go out looking for it, last night, I'm sure we all listened to Boris and we've got lots of things to remember. Stay at home, Mm. stay alert, save lives. But, you know, Boris can say all he likes but the choice is ours. We've got to choose. We've got to choose to stay home or not. We've got to choose to stay alert, but the choice is ours. And you know, in the midst of those times, it's easy to make the wrong choice. But all I would say this morning, Blair, is that it's kept me going for many years, and especially the last three years, that if I make that choice to choose joy, it makes a huge, huge difference. When I said at the very beginning, you know, I, when I was age 6 or age 18 and then suddenly fast-tracked to 2016, do you know, joy was always there. But when we start to look for it, It's there. And Timothy, my youngest son, you know, he can be a wee bit cynical sometimes about things. And he says, Mum, you're only... Because I'm saying, well, it's here and it's there and isn't that amazing? And God's put it here and God's put it there. In Singapore, in Budapest, in Australia, in Lincoln, in London, in Scotland, not just in Bournemouth. Everywhere I've been, I've been finding it. Isn't that strange? And Timothy said, it's because you're looking for it, Mum. I suggest, Timothy, you're absolutely right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.